Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 283. I don't know about you, but usually September feels like the second start of a new year within each year. It feels fresh and clean and new beginnings. But this year, it kind of feels like the second start of a new wave of HE double hockey sticks. (laughs) And as I contemplated all of that, and what we need to not just get through this time to not just, you know, survive it, but also rise above it and even thrive during this time, I thought of what I knew our message needed to be this month. So our theme for September is persevere. Yes, there's going to be a ton to cover with this topic this month, but today in particular, I'm going to help you figure out how to own your own perseverance story and give you a little know-how on how to actually persist, persist, and persist this coming fall. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. 
This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. I get a lot of questions about podcasting. And one of the primary questions I get is, how can you do this as a mom? Now, podcasting has not only truly, honestly, made me a better mother, it's also made me manage my time better. I prioritize my kids and I work, but I get much more done in the precious hours I spend on my podcast because I've only got nap time and after bedtime to be devoted to it. Now, if I can create a podcast from nothing to now well past one and a half million downloads, I know This is something I can teach you moms out there how to do too, and how to do so with the precious time that you can give to it. I have an online podcasting school called Podcast You that I run with my business partner, Rachel Nilsson of 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast. And right now it's about to reopen for enrollment. Now, Rachel and I are teaching some free classes on podcasting, one on how to start a podcast and another on how to grow the podcast you already have and love. You can sign up for either or both by going to podcastu.co slash free class. That's a podcastu.co slash free class. And that's the letter U. If you aren't interested in podcasting, that's totally okay. But you definitely know someone who is. So will you please share the word with them? Again, send them to podcastu. That's the letter U.co co slash free class. I have that all linked up for you in the show notes. These classes are so fun for us to teach and there's nothing to lose. So go ahead and sign up. Before we dive into all things perseverance, I wanted to bring back two quick segments that we used to do in the first episode of the month, but we didn't do for a little bit during our breaks in June and July, and at the beginning of August, I guess, too. So the first one is do something. This is short for Do Something That Scares You. It's a campaign that I started years ago. It truly changed my life. And this is the small ways that we lean into who we are and who we want to be. We have a list and a plan for each year of things that we want to do, and we gradually pick away at them. Now, I want to tell you first off that you have to alter your plans right now. A lot of things that were on my plan for 2020 for Do Something could not be done, like run a triathlon or try out for a play it's a different time with COVID. So go and give yourself permission first to alter your plan. I've I've done the same. So let me tell you some of the things I have done recently on my do something plan that has now been altered. One of the things I had on my original do something list back in 2016 was to learn how to watercolor, but I've been finally doing it. I took a free class online and several of my Strive Hive members did so alongside me. In fact, one of them uh, was the one who told us all about it, which I love so much about that membership group. Um, I'll link to the free class for you. It was fantastically done. And I even signed up for a couple of their affordable um, watercoloring flowers classes that they offered afterwards. So that's what I've been doing. And I think maybe in the show notes, I should share some pictures of my watercoloring antics, which are pretty hilarious, definitely elementary, but so life-giving. It's crazy how fun it's been for me. So I hope you are digging into your do something plan. Go check out that watercoloring class and see what the fruits of my labor have been so far.
And our last quick introductory segment is sharing the review from the prior month. So this is the review of August. And thank you. Thank you so much because we got more reviews this month than we have in quite a while. And I didn't even ask for them. And I'm Oh, again, so blown away. Guys, last month was really rough for me and I know it was rough for you too. So each one of these, I read every single word of every review submitted. I'm taking in your feedback, um, but I did want to read one in particular for you. This is from Lunch Sack Girl. Love the love the um, name there. If this is you, make sure you email me at hello at aboutprogress.com, your full name and address, and I'll send you a thank you gift. This is what she said. I am a forever fan of this podcast. I started listening 18 months ago, and I've loved it ever since. Mom is, Monica is a fabulous host who really understands and speaks to the hangup that impede our personal pursuit of greatness and how to overcome them. Wow, that is definitely what I'm aspiring to. That's an aside for me. Um, She helps me remodel my thinking and actions from I can't do this to this is hard, but I can do it. I'm so grateful for the tremendous effort she must make to get so many knowledgeable guests on the show. Because of this podcast, I've learned and applied how to intuitive eat and fix my body image problems. Bring the fun back to my life with a yearly do something bucket list. Woohoo! That's the do something. Good job, girl. And chase my passion projects despite the naysayers in my life. You won't regret taking a listen to any of the About Progress episodes. But if you need somewhere to start, I highly recommend the episodes with Corey Connors, Jennifer Finlayson Fife, and Chris Clark. Thank you, Monica. Okay, thank you, Lunch Sack Girl. Again, make sure you email me your full name and address. That that was everything I needed and more. Thank you. To leave your own rating and review, you can just go onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or any of the podcast apps you listen to that offer the reviews, and and go ahead and leave the stars that you want, and tell me in in the review what you like about the show and how it helps you, and I would love love to hear from you. Okay, my friends, it is now time to talk about persevering. When I was back at Brigham Young University with my undergrad, I absolutely and unexpectedly fell in love with the humanities. (laughs) Did I get you there? This humanities is the study of history through the lens of art and culture. That's always how I've described it to people. Um, You know, in in humanities, I studied philosophy and I studied um, everything from philosophy to statues, to music, to literature. And this is how I developed my deep love of academia. And even though I graduated as an English major, I actually had big plans. I knew that my next path was to pursue a PhD in humanities and then become a college professor. So while that didn't pan out in that direction, obviously, you know, I'm here as a podcaster right now and not a college professor. I still have a deep love for the humanities. And now as a full-fledged adult, I I can see the reason why. And it's because I believe we can see ourselves in the humanities. We see ourselves in the history, in the art, in the culture, in the ideas, and the people behind them. When we study the humanities, it's like we are holding up a mirror to ourselves. And as we study the humanities, we can better see ourselves. Now, Greek mythology and literature was a big focus early on in the humanities. And that is where I first saw that mirror. Like I felt like I was seeing myself and seeing us, all of humanity in my studies. And a big part of Greek mythology and literature I'm sure you are familiar with is what is called the hero's journey. Now, most stories, even today, 
actually circle around the hero's journey, but none quite so explicitly as Greek literature. I thought it would be nice to think about this through a Disney version of one of these Greek mythological tales, and it's one of my family's favorites, Hercules. My first sisters and I, we knew every word to each song of Hercules, and watching it wasn't so much as watching the show as much as it was about our own performance of the show. So let's do a quick summary of it. Hercules starts tragically as a baby who's ripped from his parents' home on Mount Olympus, who are, of course, gods, and he is ripped from them by accomplices to the god of hell, Hades, and he is forced to live with mortals, most of whom do not get or even come close to understanding or accepting him. He does not fit in, and he knows it. But there's something inside of him. Hercules wants more out of his life. He feels a call, a nudge, a push to do and be more. But he doesn't know quite what that is and what it looks like and how to do it. Eventually, he takes a journey to find his purpose and it is long and arduous. And as part of the journey, he finally discovers what his purpose is. And he discovers it from his own father God figure who tells him of his own divine nature and what Hercules was designed to do. Hercules was made to be a hero. So once he found that purpose, that mission that really helped him understand why he was so different and and that he was called for more, once he found that, was life easy for him from then on? Does the story end there? Of course not. (laughs) On his way to fulfill his destiny, Hercules faces everything from monsters to evil gods, to ridicule from his own community, and inner doubts of his own self that take him to his knees. And at one dramatic point, and I'm going to do my best to not give away things, he is at his lowest of low. Not only do his enemies believe he is finished, but even his biggest supporters do as well. This, though, is also not the end. The odds were all stacked against him, but they did not lead to his demise. In fact, it's because of the sacrifices he made. And in spite of those odds, it was because of those odds that his his life's thread could not be snapped. And from the ashes, Hercules rose again, and he fought towards his biggest victory from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. And he was that hero. So why on earth am I telling you all about this? Well, a few reasons. First, Hercules was not a hero because life was easy for him. He was a hero because life was hard. He was a hero because he had low after low and yet he persevered. The height of his victory was a direct result from the depth of his fall. My friends, let's hold up that mirror, the humanities mirror I talked to you about. Hold up the mirror to yourself, and I want you to see yourself as the hero of your own story. You are actually on your own hero's journey, and right now you are facing trials big and small, but 
they seem in this time of your life to be mounting to what seems to be an unconquerable force and the lowest of lows. You are facing monsters of your own. You are facing confusion, ridicule even, and self-doubts galore. And this is when you must persist the most. This is when you cannot fail if you just keep trying the best you can because you must. The world needs heroes right now. Your country, your town, your neighbors, your friends, and your family, they need heroes and they need you. Persevere. I want to share a short story of a time in my life, and this is not about me, but I know we learn best through stories. So I'm going to tell you a quick version of this story about a time where I persevered over a long period of time. And I haven't really told you this story very much before. I've talked about it a little bit when we told you that we were moving from California to Utah. And I told you a tiny bit more about it. Um, Maybe in the fall, I told you that one of my kids had been diagnosed with special needs. And slowly over time, we're ready to share a little bit more about that. Now, my oldest daughter is on the autism spectrum. And she was only recently diagnosed at eight, eight years old this past fall. When she was two weeks old, even actually in the hospital, I remember holding her in the hospital just a day or two old and knowing that she was sweet, stubborn, and sensitive. The three S words that my husband and I knew that was her. And, but two weeks in, we knew we had a very unique person in our family, a very unique soul. And this precious little baby was not happy to be on earth. Earth was hard. The world was hard. And I knew that we had a rough road ahead of us. And in fact, um, many of you have experienced this. I know you have. But even my mom and my family were like, wow, we have never seen a baby so unhappy um, so often. And There were so many signs from that point on, and I went through years of researching, reading books, trying um, special diets for her. There seemed to be sensory issues. There seemed to be maybe emotional issues or maybe body issues. We went to so many specialists. We tried to get her evaluated by the schools several times. And I am telling you that over and over and over again, People looked me in the eyes and told me that they couldn't figure out what was the issue with her. Or they told me that she had no signs of the things that I was seeing at home. They would go to observe her at school for 15 minutes and tell me, wow, she's such a bright little girl. And I've observed her and I've evaluated her and she has no signs of autism. And it wasn't like I wanted my daughter to to have this, this special and unique obstacle with her life and also a gift, I would say. I think it's both. Absolutely. But I knew, I knew for years that that's what she had, not who she is, but what she had. And it wasn't until eight years old, I, to be honest with you, we wrote letters to the school saying that you need to give her a private evaluation from people who actually know what the spectrum looks like in girls. And Basically, when you have things in writing, they follow through. So for those of you who are out there who are wondering about your kids that you think, oh, there, there are some unique needs here, you know, you can do that. Long story short, 
she was evaluated and we got this diagnosis and a couple diagnoses actually. It's not just autism. And it was a bittersweet time because I was so happy to know that I had the answer. But I was also sad for how many years I had tried to get her help and nobody would listen to me. But we persevered. We kept trying. And that um, psychiatrist, the child psychiatrist, told me, it is so good that you kept pushing for answers. Because I'd had her evaluated by the school in preschool, in first grade, and again in third grade. And each time they said nothing was apparent because it was different in school than at home. Anyway, but she said, it's so good you kept persisting. Because she said, most of the girls that I see who are like your daughter usually come to us later. And not that it's too late, but it's a lot harder to help them, to give them the support they need to thrive and be emotionally well. And, and she said that. And I was so relieved and grateful that we had persisted. And I have to tell you, like, if you knew my daughter, to know her is to love her. And she's been enduring some hard things, bullying, really terrible things. And now we are trying to help her learn how to persist herself, how to persist. So that's my, my what's supposed to be a short story about how that has played out for me of years of knowing that something was up with my kid and nobody listening. And I kept pushing for answers even when I doubted myself because I felt a push inside me to keep trying. And there were lows and there were tears and there were countless calls to doctors and insurance. But you can do it too for yourself, for your kids, for your community. We can persevere. persevere. And again, we must. So in our short time left together, I want to help you persist. And I'm going to do that by encouraging you to hold on to three truths I want you to believe. The first truth is that you need to own your story. Now, I told you earlier that you are living the hero's journey. You are part of the hero's tell. So I want you to own your story. And with that, you have to place yourself in the role of the hero. You have to believe that that is your position in your own story, that you are the hero. You are the person who will, if, when t- with time and yes, support and grace from God, you will conquer all. But with that, you will also face much anguish. So what is the difference between the hero and the victim's role in a story? To me, it's belief, belief in their purpose and persistence. They face obstacles as hero. They face all of them. The hero does not get a free pass. The only thing to me that makes a difference between a hero and a victim, though, because they they endure the same things. Victims go through terrible things, too. The only difference between the two is that the hero believes in their role and they persist. This is you. Believe in your role as a hero of your own journey, your own story, and the leader you need to be now for your families and your communities. Owning your part as the hero of the story will give you the will to persist when the times are lowest and you do feel like that victim. It will help you remember this is who I am and this is why I need to get back up and try again. So again, the first one is to own your story and with that, 
believe in your role as the hero. The second thing I want you to believe in or, or the truth for you is something called ums, like ums, like imagine someone who is chanting during yoga ums, or meditation even. This is O-M-M-S. Let me break it down for you. It stands for obstacles make me stronger. This is what you need to believe. This is a truth. Obstacles make me stronger. It doesn't mean I have to like them, but that is the truth. Now, part of what makes the hero the hero is how she or he transcend the obstacles. But maybe, maybe you can look at it another way. Perhaps the reason they can transcend and become the hero is because of the obstacles they face that made them stronger so that they could then fight longer and harder. Believe that your obstacles, however, how heartbreaking or heart-wrenching can and will make you stronger. Does that mean you need to pretend that you're not human and that things don't affect you? Of course not. Of course not. You can feel sorrow. You're allowed to feel pain and disappointment and frustration. But believing that obstacles make me stronger, ums, will also empower you to have the gumption you need to hold on to a greater perspective of who you are and what you need to do and to then persevere. So again, that second truth is obstacles make me stronger. Ums. The third truth I want you to believe is this is not your ending. That phrase, this is not your ending. I know that a lot of things are very scary right now. From politics to viruses to the future of our kids and what it will be like in the world for them in even just 10 years, I am scared too. I truly am. But this is not the end. This is not the end of our story or their story. This is an opportunity. This very scary time is an opportunity to hold up that mirror I talked to you about in the beginning of the episode, that mirror of humanity and seeing ourselves and seeing ourselves in different and new ways. It's an opportunity to see who we are now and how that can compare to who we want to become. It's an opportunity to get really real about what matters to us and how we want things to be different when life becomes normal. This is not the end. Life will be normal again, or this will be our new normal in time. But it's not the end. This is not the end. This is still the opportunity that can help us start again. It can be a beginning. So let's review those beliefs really quickly. The thing, the three truths I want you to believe in. One, own your story and your position as the hero. Two, ums, obstacles make me stronger. And three, this is not your ending. Now, before I let you go today, one more thing. I want you to just zoom out for a minute and imagine how this story could end for you, like way down the line, because this is not the ending now, but way down the line. Let's imagine the story ending with you as the hero. Imagine many years from now, how you might describe this time to your future grandchildren, great-grandchildren, or how the history books would share about your triumph and your perseverance. And imagine that future version of yourself, the hero, 
and what they would have done to lead the charge to persist in this time. Imagine the stories they're telling and saying, and, and saying like, well, I did this and I stepped up in this way and I tried this way and I persevered and tried again. Imagine that future you and how they had changed during this time for the better and how they would have persisted. Think about the greatest generation that is still living now, but, but on their tail end, sadly, the greatest generation. That was a book by Tom Brokaw, but it's also what describes um, the generation that lived through World War II and also the Great Depression and, you know, Great Depression and then World War II, the greatest generation. They are that generation because of the trials they faced and how they persisted and faced huge obstacles over and over and over again. They are the heroes of my story, certainly, and in the history books and for their grandchildren, great-grandchildren. That can be the same for you. Friends, we are living history now. You are living your own history. So think about future you and what they would have done now to make that future hero version of them possible. And then I want you to do those things. I want you to try them. And I want you to do it one messy step after the other. You are the hero of your story and it is time to play it out. Persevere, persevere, persevere. I want to help you persevere this month. So we are going to hear from some incredible fan favorites. I've got the month stacked for you with interviews and some new favorites too. Just a little sneak peek. We will discuss what to do when you do not fit in, how to manage your marriage when you hate intimacy. Yep, we're going there. We're also going to discuss ways to start changing when you don't know how with someone you're going to love. Ooh, I'm so excited. And finally, how to restore connection after porn use and marriage, plus with some great growth spurts in between. Now, my hope is that this will not only give you the good hug and kick in the pants that we're used to getting on the show, but I also hope that what we learn about this month and what we do together can provide some major hope that you are needing right now and give you an increased will to persevere, persevere, persevere. I will see you soon, my friends. Please keep growing and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.